Well, good morning, Shine Church. Um, my name is Lauren Stone. I'm a member of the teaching team here. Um, and we have been talking about for the past month, the Holy Spirit and, um, and what it looks like to journey with and to know and to obey the Holy Spirit. And it is maybe one of my favorite topics to talk about in church because I think probably a good number of us grew up in churches where we didn't talk about it. Anyone kind of grow up in a, a denomination or an environment where we just didn't talk about the Holy Spirit, but the Bible talks a lot about the Holy Spirit. In fact, it's one, especially in the New Testament, one of the major themes. It's mentioned over like 250 times, I think, in the New Testament. It is a really big theme that the Holy Spirit has come and indwelt us and that he is communicating with us. In the Old Testament, um, they had the words of God, but they didn't have the Holy Spirit of God. And so when Jesus comes to the Pharisees who have memorized so much of the scriptures, he says, you are like whitewashed tombs. You're following a lot of rules, but you do not know me. You don't know me. And the Holy Spirit is the power of God that we have inside of us to know him and to be transformed by him. So it is probably the most exciting thing that we as believers can talk about. Um, and today we are gonna talk about something really exciting, which is how we communicate with and perceive the voice of the Holy Spirit. How, what does that look like? How do we do that? So how many of you guys, in the course of your walk with the Lord, whatever that looks like, have been really insecure about your ability to hear the voice of God? Anyone? Okay, I think that's pretty solid. Um, and how many of you guys in your course of your walk with God are confident that you have at some point heard the voice of God? All right. So it's really interesting because all of us, I mean, the vast majority of us are like, I have heard from him. Like, I know that he speaks to me. I do. But I just, like, I don't know. He speaks to me, but I do know. And, and so we live in this like funny tension of like, what, what do I do? How do I perceive the voice of God? And I think one of the reasons that we live in that tension is because God, the Holy Spirit is a spirit. And I just feel like that's problematic <laughs> for us. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, because in, in the West, we have kind of grown up in an environment where Eastern spiritualism is weird and dirty and dangerous, and Christianity is safe, um, but primarily from an intellectual perspective. And so when we start to talk about the Holy Spirit, we're like, well, I don't know. Like, I just, that's kind of weird. But, but the bottom line is that if we are going to be biblical Christians, we are going to have to be spiritual Christians. If we believe what this word says, then we are spiritual beings and we have a relationship with a spirit. And it is not a scary spirit. It is a spirit that is from God and he is trustworthy and he is good and he is communicating all the time, all the time. So the first reason that we struggle with hearing God's voice is because he's spirit. John 4, 24 says, God is spirit and those who worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth, um, I, so I, um, my degree is in chemistry. Um, I studied chemistry partly because like I got an A in freshman chemistry and no one else did. And, and I was like, oh, I think I'm 
good at this. I don't know why, but okay. And, and secondly, because um, I would never have to write another paper as long as I was in college. And I really, really hated subjective anything. Like I loved things that were black and white and made sense to me. It was like, that was so comforting to me because then you, you're like, you're right or you're wrong and you know if you're right. And I love knowing if I'm right. Um, and so dealing with the Holy Spirit, um, man, in my walk with God, I have wrestled with God about this because I can't know in the same way that I know chemistry that I'm right or wrong. It's, it's, it is something that I have to sense and feel and trust. And that's been tough for me. Um, and I have spent a lot of time in the word and wrestling with the Lord. Um, so I'm excited to talk to you guys today because um, it is a topic that I have, yeah, had to fight through. Um, in 1 Corinthians 2, 12 through 14, I think it speaks to this. It says, now we have received not the spirit of the world, but the spirit who is from God, that we might understand the things freely given to us by God. And we impart this in words not taught by human wisdom, but taught by the spirit, interpreting spiritual truths to those who are spiritual. So when we hear the voice of God, it's not human words, so much as it is spiritual language, a lot of times spiritual language that our minds put words to because we perceive and then like our minds are kind of this filter through which we process what we've received from God, um, which I think is uncomfortable. I'm just going to be honest with you, but it's, but it's biblical and it's trustworthy and that's important. So um, we impart this in words, not taught by human wisdom, but taught by the spirit, interpreting spiritual truths to those who are spiritual. The natural person does not accept the things of the spirit of God. We don't accept it in our flesh. It's uncomfortable for us. We don't accept the things of the spirit of God, but we are spiritual because we've been purchased by the blood of Jesus Christ and we've received the Holy Spirit so we can receive them. They are folly to the natural man and he is not able to understand them because they are spiritually discerned. So the first thing about the voice of God that we want to talk about today is that it's spiritually discerned, right? It's not, it's not black and white. Oh, it would be so easy if it was. The other thing, the next thing I want to say is that so often our spiritual senses are dull. We have received the spirit of God. He dwells in us. He awakens our spiritual senses, but our spiritual senses are dull. I have this quote that I absolutely love um, because I identify with it so profoundly. It says, the world of sense intrudes upon our attention day and night for the whole of our lifetime. It is clamorous, insistent, and self-demonstrating. It does not appeal to our faith. It is here, assaulting our five senses, demanding to be accepted as real and final. But sin has so clouded the lenses of our hearts that we cannot see that other reality, the city of God shining around us. The world of sense triumphs. The visible becomes the enemy of the invisible, the temporal of the eternal. That is the curse inherited by every member of Adam's tragic race. How many of you guys identify with that? Like that's, we identify with that because we are overwhelmed in, especially in our world with the marketing and the messages and the phone in our hand, we are overwhelmed constantly by the noise and by the clamor 
of the world around us. If we want to awaken to, to invest in our spiritual senses, then we're going to have to silence some other voices. Yeah. Like it takes the choice to step out of all the clamor and to be still and to be silent if we want to hear the voice of God. That does not mean that we have to go on a silent retreat to ever hear him speak. That's not the case. There are times when I'm driving in the car and, and I turn my attention toward the Lord and I still myself in his presence. It doesn't have to be, you know, it, but I, I mean, I will say that that is something we can do. We really do also need the discipline of separating ourselves away and, and, and just being still with him um, because he speaks in that stillness. Um, so much more clearly. Um, when we talk about communicating with God, um, communication with the Holy Spirit begins with communion with the Holy Spirit. Communion is, it's part of that word communication, right? Communicating with the Holy Spirit is not just like, I had this moment where God spoke to me and I had a prophetic word and I told someone. It's walking in relationship with him. And he communicates with us in a variety of ways. And as we walk in relationship with him, as we separate ourselves from the clamor of the world and, and we get with him, we will become more and more familiar with him. Um, we have an iPad at the house. And sometimes when my littles are there, I'll call the iPad or they'll call me. Um, and when they call me there, I think they wait for like my picture to come up on FaceTime, which takes a bit because we're kind of in the country and our Wi-Fi is not great. And it takes a bit. So in the meantime, I can hear them like on the other end of the phone going, <laughs> you know, it's like, good Lord. Oh my gosh, they're breathing and they're like wrestling around, you know. And, um, and, and it's really interesting because before they ever talk to me, I know who it is. I know if it's Eli or Emmy when they're calling me because I know the sound of their breath. And, and they wrestle around in different ways, you know? And, um, and I felt like the Lord put on my heart, like, look, if you want to know the sound of my breath, you have to spend time with me. You have to know me. Like, I cannot describe to you the difference between Emmy's breath and Eli's breath. I have, I have no idea why I know the difference. I cannot describe it to you. But in scripture, one of the words that we see for spirit is pneuma, or breath. And if we want to recognize the breath of God, it's going to come from spending time with him. Just spending time with him. Um, I wanted to ask you guys, because one of the ways that we become familiar with God is, is when, with the voice of God is to become familiar with the character of God, right? Because the Holy Spirit is a represent, he's our, our liaison, like he takes from what is God's and makes it known to us. So I wanted to ask this question of you guys. Um, what are some attributes of God, specifically attributes of God that are also true of like the Holy Spirit when he speaks to us? So we're going to have, pass the microphone around. What are some attributes of God that we can say like, man, when God speaks, it's like this, which means it's not like that. So one example would be like, God is love. So God is never going to stir you up to be divisive or angry or entitled. He's not going to do that because God is love. So what are some attributes of God that we experience in his voice? Anyone? 
Mulaney. Yeah, here, speak it in the microphone for people. You're good. Passionate. Yeah, he's Very compassionate. He's compassionate. Hello, my name is Sandra, and I hear a lot about God's um, love, but the one thing that stands out to me is that God is just, yeah. and he's fair, and that just gives me a lot of comfort. Yeah, 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 he speaks, when he speaks, it's truth, it's truth, whether it's happy truth or uncomfortable truth. I think and reflect often on his holiness and, and we're urged, especially by Peter, God is holy, therefore we should be holy. And he called us to be a holy nation. Yes. Amen. The Holy Spirit speaks to us about holiness, about how to be set apart for God. Um, hi, my name is Tori. I've actually never never gotten the microphone before. Um, I think for me specifically, this might sound funny, but like, um, and actually Lauren was just talking to me about something during worship, but I think God talks to me in like a very childlike goofy this is how we communicate it's a very it's a very funny relationship me and him so yeah. that is I love that communicate, I, think. I think sometimes they think God is <laughs> uptight right yeah but like God is not uptight I think he's really joyful like in his presence there is fullness of joy he commands his people in the old testament to like party like several times a year week long make it happen yeah. all right like he is a happy God and I think when he communicates to us, it's joyful. There's something good about it. Yeah, one way that I've learned to discern what is not the voice of God is he, when he speaks, he does not bring shame mm -hmm. and condemnation. Yeah, amen. Amen. He is, um, we have an enemy who is the accuser. And we have a Holy Spirit who in scripture is called the paraclete or the advocate. It was the word used in Greek culture for your defense attorney. So we have an accuser and we have a defense attorney. And that's the role of the Holy Spirit. He speaks truth and it hurts. But he, he does it to set us free. Yeah. Go ahead. My name's Daniel. Uh, sometimes in the ways that God has spoken to me, there's a distinction between you can tell the difference between you're speaking with the Father, the Son, or the Holy Spirit. Oh. Distinct personalities. So sometimes there's the, there's the, the jealous bridegroom mm -hmm. who's talking to you. Mm. Sometimes there's the Father who's mm. brooding over you, and sometimes it's just the Holy Spirit. Moving. His movement, yeah, so yeah. distinct and separate personality. I love that. In John 16, it talks about how he takes what is of God, of the Father, of the Son, and makes it known to us. And there are times that he is, he's taking the thoughts of the Father and communicating them to us. He's taking the thoughts of the Son and communicating that to us. That's good. I'm Kiki. And I, one of the times that, that God really overcame me, um, that I will never forget the experience. Um, I was, we were, I was hiking and... Um, I was in Iceland, actually, and we were looking out over the the houses, and it was a there was a lot of difficulty going on in in my life at that time. And at that point, you know, and we're trying to get down the mountain quickly because there was a storm coming in and all of these things. And there was just this peace that mm. God gave me, and He, I, it was almost. I, I, it was it, it was almost like I heard him say, mm -hmm. you know, it's going to be okay. okay. 
And so since, then, since that time, um, I, I just knew his voice. And so I always say that he prepares you mm -hmm. and he gives you peace mm -hmm. to ride out whatever is ahead of you, mm -hmm. whether you know what it's going to be or not. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's really, okay, go ahead. Uh, somebody, somebody simply texted in, he feels like a hug. <laughs> he does. <laughs> there is a, a comfort. He's a comforter. He's a God of peace. He's a God of rest. Um, Justin always says, like, he experiences kind of the, the fire of God when he speaks. So we experience that in a variety of ways. Um, some of us are going to be more prone to experience God as peace, others as father, others as fire, others as joy. Like he communicates himself to each of us in unique ways, and he communicates unique attributes of his self to each of us. But we can recognize the voice of God because we become familiar with his character. And that we have to do really through scripture. I think sometimes if we can get into a, an arena of Christian faith where people say, um, if they don't know the word of God, well, this feels good. Right? So I think it's from the Lord. And that's dangerous. We need to know the word of God and we need to be in Christian community where people can be like, that's a negative. It's definitely not him, 100%. 100% sure that's not him because I know his character. Um, so one of the things I love about the way that the Holy Spirit communicates is that he does speak differently to each one of us. I remember when Sadie was little and um, she had come to me and, and been like, Mom, I don't know if I hear God. Like, I'm not sure if I'm legit, you know? And, um, and I felt like the Lord gave me this. But, um, but I told her, I was like, look, Sadie, if I were to die tomorrow and you were to sit down with my best friend, Cherie, Cherie would tell you things about me that you do not know. And you would tell Cherie things about me that she does not know. But I've been authentic with both of you. And I'm finite. Like, there's just one of me. But I have a different relationship with them. And they know me differently because they're different. And the same is true in our relationship with God, and so much more so because God is infinite. And, and there's so much for him to reveal and that's why he says that together as one body, we are being built up to become a dwelling in which he lives by his spirit. And so when we recognize that someone else hears and experiences the voice of God and the Holy Spirit differently than we do, our reaction does not need to be, it's, it's usually one of two things in our, in our flesh. Number one, oh no, I might not be legitimate. I don't know if I've heard that. Oh no, what am I gonna do? Our other reaction is, oh no, I don't think they're legitimate because I haven't experienced God that way. As if our standard of what's true is what we've experienced. Like this is our standard for what's true. And the Lord has commanded us to in humility live in community with one another because he wants us to know more about him than we can know based on our own experience. Right? So let's love one another. Let's listen. Let's learn. Let's have a humble heart that says, okay, I mean, I don't get that. Like there are people who just dance and worship and they want me to dance too. And I'm like, oh, I don't like, no. <laughs> like I've had moments, you know, but like, that's just not, that's not my makeup. And that's okay. That's okay. The Lord reveals himself differently to each one of us because we're different.
and because he delights in that. All right, so if we need to, if we want to know the voice of God, we need to become familiar with his character, with his presence. And then we need to become familiar with his, and, and actually get on board with his agenda. Because the Holy Spirit primarily is going to talk to us about the things that he wants to talk about, right? Um, I remember there was a time in my life um, when I really wanted the Lord to talk to me and give me direction about something specific. And, uh, and I was very frustrated because he had not. And so I remember in my frustration alone and my place with the Lord, just being like, God, why won't you talk to me? And y'all so clearly, so clearly the thought came in my mind. You don't want to talk about what I want to talk about. It was so clear and it was so pointed because his truth cuts and it's painful and it hurts, but it's true. But it was good. And I, was, and I thought, I, I was like, he might be wrong. <laughs> sure, I do. I, I, I'm, whatever. So I asked him what he wanted to talk about. Um, okay, what do you want to talk about, Lord? And, and he was right. I didn't want to talk about that. It was a sin in my life that was really fine. It was fine. Like, it's not even, like, the Bible doesn't even talk about it. It was fine. Um, and he had been convicting me about it for a while. He was gentle. This isn't good for you. This isn't good for you. This isn't my life in you. I have something better for you. And I was like, no, nah, we're good. We're, it's fine. And I had been, um, what is the right word? Rationalizing rationalizing my disobedience to the Holy Spirit based on the fact that it wasn't written in red in here. Ouch, y'all. The Holy Spirit was like, I'm not talking to you about the specifics of your path right now. I'm talking to you about the condition of your heart. If you want to talk to me, that's what we're going to talk about. He did. I did. I listened and I did eventually repent. I actually, at that point, I think I just invited the Lord in. I was like, fine, you know me. I don't want to change this thing. I think it's not a problem, but I invite you to change my heart because I can't do that on my own. It would be better to just obey. Like that would be better. But you know what? The Lord did change my heart. He did because I was willing to sit with him and be like, okay, I will hear from you. Um, so the Holy Spirit has an agenda. Um, I want to run through a number of scriptures because I just want you to see biblically what the agenda and the purpose of the Holy Spirit is in your life because this is what you can expect to hear from him about on a regular basis. Um, we can ask him for wisdom and he says he will give it to us. Um, but this is primarily, I believe, the agenda of the Holy Spirit. So first of all, we have in John 16, verse 7 through 8, Nevertheless, I tell you the truth, it is to your advantage that I go away, for if I do not go away, the helper will not come to you. But if I go, I will send him to you. The helper there is the paraclete, that advocate, our defense attorney. It also can be translated comforter or counselor. It is better for you that Jesus is not next to you and that the Holy Spirit is within you. That is actually more beneficial for you than having Jesus in the room with you. Um, but if I go, I will send him to you. And when he comes, he will convict the world regarding sin and righteousness and judgment. 
like you shared, he's just. So regarding sin, he's going to convict us of sin. Regarding righteousness, regarding our right standing with God, he is going to invite you into the presence of God because you know that you belong to him, right? He convicts us regarding sin and righteousness and judgment, what is right and wrong and eternally his, his like just perspective on things. All right. Um, in John 16, verses 12 through 14, it says this, I still have many things to say to you, but you cannot bear them now. When the spirit of truth comes, he will guide you into all truth. He will not speak on his own authority, but whatever he hears, he will speak. He will speak and he will declare to you. So just in case you had any discomfort with the fact that the Holy Spirit speaks or declares, like that is what Jesus said he would do. Okay, so he will speak and he will declare to you the things that are yet to come. So he speaks to us and he reveals to us things that are yet to come. He um, will glorify me, Jesus, by taking from what is mine and declaring it to you. So he declares to us who Jesus is. That's his role. So often in my life, one of the number one ways that I hear and experience the voice of God is when I'm walking in something that is just not Jesus. It's like you become accustomed to the presence of God and then you're like, this is not that. And the Holy Spirit is just like, that's not me. It's not me. I'm not, I'm not in that. That's not my anger. That's not my anxiety. That's not my fear. That's not my um, lust for the things of the world. That's not my discontentment. That's not me. And so in that moment, my response is just simply, okay, you're right. That's not you. Lord, I'm, I mean, I'm sorry. And what do you think? Who are you? Show me who you are in this um, because I'm not feeling it right now. Romans 8, 13, it says, but if by the spirit you put to death the misdeeds of the flesh, you will live. One of the roles that the Holy Spirit plays in our lives, very important, is to put to death the misdeeds of the flesh so that we can be alive in spirit and walk in the life that he has given us. Romans 8, 16, the spirit himself testifies with our spirits that we are God's children He confirms in you that I know him and he loves me. He's speaking that to you on a regular basis. 1 Corinthians 2, 9 through 12, it it says, however it is written, no one, no eye has seen, no ear has heard, no human mind has conceived the things that God has prepared for those who love him. These are the things God has revealed to us by his spirit. So by his spirit, he reveals to us the things that God has prepared for you because he loves you. And that can be in our path or it can be in the condition of our heart. Like I have prepared, I have given you freedom. I want you to walk in it. I want you to know it. That's the role of the Holy Spirit. Um, It goes on. These are the things he's revealed to us by his spirit. The spirit searches all things, even the deep things of God. For who knows a person's thought except their own spirit within them. In the same way, no one knows the thoughts of God except the spirit of God. So the Holy Spirit communicates with us the thoughts of God so that we know the mind of Christ. Um, 1 Corinthians 12, 14, there are different kinds of gifts, but the same spirit um, distributes them. So he gives us spiritual gifts with which we edify the body and experience the power of God. That's something that he does in us. If, if, he, if you are wanting to hear from, experience the voice of God, like walk in obedience and the things that he's gifted you in. Um, 2 Corinthians 5.20, we are therefore Christ's ambassadors as though God were making his appeal through us. 
One of the primary agendas of the Holy Spirit is to reconcile other people to God through you. And if we want to hear the voice of God, we need to get on board with this agenda. Because um, I, I can guarantee you that if you begin to walk intentionally in relationship with the people in your lives so that you can reveal Christ to them, God will be speaking to you about them. He will. You will hear his voice because you are partnering with him in his purpose. But when we're walking at our own purposes, sometimes God doesn't have anything to, to say to us about that. Not that we care to listen, right? Like we need to partner with God in his purposes if we're going to receive from him. Okay, and then Galatians 5, 22 and 23. But the fruit of the spirit is love, joy, forbearance, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Um, the role of the Holy Spirit, the agenda of the Holy Spirit is to produce these things in you. It's to produce these things in you. And so he is there convicting us not only of sin, but of righteousness. Hey, I'm loving. I love that person. I love that person. I'm patient. You're not being patient. I'm patient. Um, Ephesians 2, 18, for through him, we both have access to the Father by one spirit. The Holy Spirit is our access to the Father. He's our... Um, our mediator in a way, Christ also, um, but he invites us into the presence of God that we can know him. Second Thessalonians 2, 13, God chose us as first fruits to be saved through the sanctifying work of the spirit. He sanctifies us, he sets us apart. So um, oftentimes in our walk with the Lord, we have our agenda and we have God's agenda. And we want God to speak to us about our agenda and we get frustrated because he doesn't. God is actively, constantly, day by day, moment by moment, communicating with you by his spirit regarding his agenda. And if we want to become people who can discern the voice of God really easily at all of these circumstances, we need to first focus on and grow in perceiving the voice of God in the things that he's already talking to us about. It's submitting to his way before, instead of asking him to like submit to our way. All right. So one of the things I wanted to ask a couple of questions of you guys um, before we move on. And one of those is um, when we talk about receiving from the Holy Spirit, communicating with the Holy Spirit, um, we raised our hands earlier and said, yeah, I feel insecure about that, right? Like I have uncertainties. Um, so I wanted to ask the question of the body, what are some ways in which you um, are insecure about hearing from the Holy Spirit? What are questions we have about this? And I won't necessarily be able to answer all of them or like that, that would be um, difficult. But I want to kind of hear because I think that there's uh, so much comfort in hearing from one another like, oh my gosh, I also have, have wondered about that. Um, and then hopefully we can also speak some truth to it. Um, but would anyone just be able to raise your hand and say, yeah, when we talk about hearing from the Holy Spirit, this has been like a struggle for me for this reason or in this way or because I wonder about this in scripture or whatever. Any, anyone that could share? I'm Evie and something that I struggle with is like knowing if it's God because I feel like or the Holy Spirit, because I feel like most of the time he talks so gently to me and it's in like my own voice. So it's sometimes hard to decipher if it's me or God. So. Yeah. Who, who feels like, yep, that's a tough one. 
Okay. I mean, I feel like we, we walk in that. I, I think primarily the reason that we walk in that is because God is spirit. And it's like a, it's a big adjustment for us to get comfortable with this. I perceived something that I cannot describe as, as finite and black and white. Um, and I think the Lord knows that. I think he's, God is patient. He's so patient with us and he delights in revealing himself to us. Um, yeah, I love that he's patient like that. Hello, I'm Sandra, and my insecurities are more in myself in that I don't trust myself. So what I have done over the years, I don't question God, but I question my ability. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like, did I get that right? So the habit I form is I ask God for confirmation mm-hmm. of a minimum of three ways that I know that it's him. Mm-hmm. And he comes through every time, whether it's a sermon, the word, a prayer, a friend, a circumstance, mm-hmm. something just completely random mm-hmm. to confirm that I am hearing from him. Mm -hmm. And if I don't get confirmation, then I know I'm just hearing from my flesh and myself. So that's Mm -hmm. how I deal with it. That's good. He's so faithful. He's like, I have, I'm motivated to communicate with you and to confirm it. Oh, hi, (laughs) I'm Desiree. Um, I feel like it's been wild because I've, I've been on a long journey of hearing the Lord's voice, but then there's the Lord's voice or the Holy Spirit's voice that we're talking about. And then our voice mm-hmm. and the enemy's voice. Mm-hmm. And it's just recently um, I walked through and I felt the Lord say to share this because the enemy came to me shrouded mm-hmm. in um, conviction mm-hmm. of something that the Lord wasn't convicting me in. Mm-hmm. But because I was like already struggling in my flesh, the enemy was like, you need to repent for this. I thought it was the Lord's voice. Mm. And I think that's why, so, so praise the Lord, I have people around me. Mm-hmm. I asked for prayer because it was like I would repent for it, but I still felt a distance mm-hmm. between me and the, the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. It was wild. And I'd be like, <sighs> and then I just kept going into shame deeper and deeper and deeper. Mm-hmm. It was really crazy. Um, and so then I have community around me that I was like, I need prayer. And they instantly were like, no, there's like a lie that's happening. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. so I think the point that I'm trying to make is that the people around us are so important. Yeah. Like yes. our community and because we'll, I mean, even Jesus, like the enemy came to him with the word of God, right? Yeah, absolutely. And he had to have such discernment and connection with the Holy Spirit or the father through the Holy mm-hmm. Spirit to be able to be like, no, that's a lie. Mm-hmm. And but I think for us as, as humans, like the importance of community to be able to come around you and be like, no, you're believing a lie. This is not truth. Mm-hmm. Actually, the Lord, because, um, yeah, he'll, he'll, he'll disguise himself as like fear, as mm-hmm. wisdom. Yes. Like yeah. he's like, actually, you know, and, and the, so he's just, he's sneaky. Yeah. And I think yeah. that he can even like be like that where he's like, no, this is what the Holy Spirit's saying. Mm-hmm. And we're, if we don't walk in high discernment, high wisdom, but then also have community around us. Mm-hmm. It's so important. So. I think that's, it's so good. It's so true. Um, I want, I want to hear from you next and then, but I want to say this about that, that I think that's one of the reasons why being familiar with him is so important. And really what you described is you know him and there was something that was off. It was off. Like there wasn't peace. There wasn't joy. There wasn't freedom. There wasn't his presence. There was something off about this. It seemed right, in, in like on paper, if you will, but it wasn't right. 
and, and the people around you were able to discern that. And I think, um, man, the presence of God, like we have all sat here in worship today, and I would, I would wager that all of us experienced the presence of God in worship today. It was so good, right? And the presence of God is a communication of the Holy Spirit. It's the Holy Spirit communicating to us the nature of God. And the feeling of what it is to walk with him. And so when we're receiving something and we're hearing from these other voices and it's bringing shame and fear and, and it's stirring things up and we're, we're like, there's unrest, then there's, that's a red flag. And so wise just to ask for prayer, be like, hey, I don't know what's going on, but I know it's off. That was so good, Desiree. Thank you. <laughs> Because I need to sit with that myself, too. Yeah. Um, and bring in the people around us, mm-hmm. right? Just thank you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I also want to tag in to Evie and Sandra mm-hmm. um, in that it's a similar feeling, but um, Mulaney, by the way, <laughs> my name is Mulaney, um, that I, and even recently, you know, I'll, maybe pray or be praying with someone Mm -hmm. and I I feel the same thing like God am I just thinking this is Mm -hmm. this my hope for them or my Mm -hmm. wish or I hope that this is right Mm -hmm. and um yeah I just want to know like Holy Spirit is that you or is this my wishful thinking yeah in that moment yes yeah and um yeah, and I need like that confirmation or mm-hmm. him to speak something else or show me something that I know, okay, okay, was that right? Yeah. Because I don't want, and I think it involves the other person. Even yeah, right. Most of the time it's someone else. I don't want to speak something wrong or, you know, say something Hurt that. Or damage. Like, yeah, yeah. yeah. But yeah. to know it's him if mm-hmm. he's saying a word or something. Yeah. Can you say that? Yeah, I will. Go ahead. Um, I think some of my insecurities come from just God's silence mm-hmm. and not hearing the Holy Spirit mm-hmm. when I'm asking mm-hmm. uh, to hear His voice. And and I I believe the Lord has has shown me and told me like some oftentimes His silence is His affirmation, mm-hmm. and oftentimes it's His benevolence mm-hmm. um, to allow us to just rest in the yes. reality of that that we are with him, that he's with us and that we have his yes. word and, and he doesn't need to always be speaking all the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, but there is some insecurity there when I'm really longing to hear his voice or hear a word from him or, mm-hmm. and, and he's benevolent and gracious not to sometimes. Yeah. There's a passage in Hebrews three, but it talks about it today. If you hear his voice, do not harden your hearts as you did in the rebellion because the promise of entering his rest still stands. But those who harden their hearts did not enter his rest because of unbelief and because of disobedience. So my encouragement in that is like hardening our hearts. What that means, the, the word literally means to be stubborn. It's to dig in our heels, to say like, this is my way and this is the way I'm going to go. If we're not in that place of digging in our hills and saying no to the Lord, if our hearts are surrendered to him, um, then we can rest. We can just rest in the fact that I belong to him. I don't have to prove anything. If he's not like busy talking or, you know, 
I think we get like worked up because we're accomplishers, you know, we're like, we have our to-do list and like, I don't know if I'm doing enough. And the Holy Spirit's like, no, if you haven't hardened your heart, just enter into my rest. Y'all rest is revolutionary in our culture. Enter into that with some freedom. Okay. Mark. Yes. My name is Mark. I was thinking about uniformity and differences between us all and those scriptures in Corinthians where it says that we all have different gifts and all those kinds of things. And I was looking at the wings up here on the uh, slide and I was thinking, wow, you know, those, the top feathers are different than the bottom feathers Mm -hmm. and how every one of them has a purpose. Mm -hmm. Every one of those different feathers has a different use and how it makes the the bird fly Mm -hmm. and i was thinking why sometimes i i want to be a different kind of feather (laughs) yeah you know i want to be i want to be one that's you know bold and big and stand out rather than the ones that are on the inside that are kind of hidden with with all the all the Mm -hmm. others and i and i and i think it was the holy spirit speaking to me hey mark it's okay it's okay not to to be like Justin. It's okay not to be like Josh. It's okay not to be like Eli. It's you know you can you can be you know you can yeah. you 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 are an individual. Yeah. And and so I guess I I want to say that if if you feel unique, mm-hmm. if you feel odd, mm-hmm. uh, it's okay. Yeah. Yeah, that's not a disqualification. No. It's actually like your unique design to bring God more glory. And it's a good thing. It's a good thing. Um, I'm Tommy. Something just like for an insecurity for me that I was thinking about is like, I know for my own life that I can hear like the voice of the Lord, yeah. but it becomes different when he's speaking to me about somebody else mm-hmm. or even to like share that. Mm-hmm. And I think for me, that's like, oh, okay, like... But now going and telling someone what I think that the Lord is saying mm-hmm. is like, what if, what if I wasn't hearing, you know, like, right. is that going to cause damage? You know, is that like mm-hmm. it, that part of it for me is where the yeah. most insecurity falls. hundred um, percent. So I'll say two things specifically about that. Um, one of them is that if we walk in humility and in love and, I mean, maybe you have an impression. I think most of the times when I hear from the Lord, it's an impression. It's like I'm sitting with someone and I feel something that's not my feeling. Um, and I've, and, but then it's like I'm trying to put words to that sense that I have. Um, and sometimes I think that people who get words specifically are like a little luckier than I am in some ways. Um, because that would be so nice. Uh, but I feel like the Lord gives me a sense. And so a lot of times I just ask questions. I'm like, hey, this is the sense that I have. I'm not even sure really how to put words to it. Um, but most often people are like, yes, I identify with that. Actually, it makes more sense with these words. But, you know, it's, so I think sometimes even asking questions, and there are times where the Lord, someone says something and I'm like, that's not from the Lord. That's not true. And then I like, respond more, I mean, kindly, but reactively, like, I'm going to challenge you on that. I don't think that's from the Lord because of this, this, and that, you know, and there's times like that where I feel more confident because it's like, well, I know him and I know that's not him. 
Um, but there's a lot of other times where I'm like, I don't, I don't know. Um, we have a friend in, they were here recently. They're workers in, in Belize, workers, missionaries, but they live there and they're, they're in ministry. Um, and so uh, they do a lot of ministry. They have a young man in their church who is a godly young man, serves in the church, such a blessing. And he came into church one day and sat behind her. And she said, I was like, as soon as he sat down, there was this cloud of darkness, like heaviness that, that I felt. It was so powerful. And I was like, God, what is going on? Because he's such a good guy. I mean, he's like, he's a good guy. It's not like he's not darkness. Um, And so uh, he stood up and walked out and her heart just started racing, like racing. And she was like, okay, okay. So she has no idea what's going on. She just feels this cloud of darkness. And she stands up and follows him out. And she found him sitting outside the front of the church Um, and as soon as she opened her mouth to speak, it's like she looked at him and she opened her mouth to speak and the Lord said, he's going to kill himself today. And so she like opened her mouth to speak and she was like, you're going to kill yourself today. And he was like, yeah, I am. But it wasn't until she acted on what she had been entrusted with that she had that other revelation And so sometimes we need just the courage to take a step out and to act on that like inkling that we have. And then the next revelation will come. There's a verse in Exodus 3, verse 4, 4, verse 3. Um, And it says that um, there's a burning bush. And the Lord, when the Lord saw that he had gone over to look, when the Lord saw that Moses had turned away to look at the bush, God called to him from within the bush. Right, So it wasn't until Moses paused and was like, what's that? I'm going to go investigate. I'm going to follow that little breadcrumb. I'm going to take that little inkling that I have and do something with it. It wasn't until then that he, that the voice of God called to Moses. And so a lot of times it's just that, it's that obedience. It's that willingness to take a risk so that maybe we can figure out if it was God. And you know, sometimes maybe it's not. I think we can obviously test it against scripture. Is it love? Is it peace? Is it, is it truth? Is it, does it bring us that sense of like stillness? I think the Lord speaks in stillness a lot, even if it's not like there can be clamor, but like in my mind, there's a moment of such clarity and pause where, where that's the only thought I have, which is rare because I usually have like 46 of them at the same time. So when there's like a one thought, it's like a moment. I think it's a holy moment with the Lord. Um, That's good. That's good. Yeah. Yes. Go for it. Yeah. Hi. My name's John. Um, what what uh, Mark said, I really resonated with a lot. But uh, what I'm hearing when people speaking about a lot of tension, I guess, between acting or maybe even sharing what you feel the Holy Spirit is wanting you to say to somebody else, and then is that from the Holy Spirit? And I'm more of an introvert, and so I totally relate to that, and I always want to, like, really think through before I, especially before I say something that might not be right. But what I often find is when I'm out in public, especially maybe a restaurant or waiting in line or something, I'll get a sense, like, God's asking me to speak to that person, and I'll find if I don't act on it right then and there, it's gone. Mm-hmm. And then I think 
afterward, it just kills me. You know, like, yeah. I, I, I want to go find that person. <laughs> yes. <laughs> or what? Why so, can't that person be here now? I would do it, I promise. <laughs> yeah. So I guess that's the other side of it. But so putting all that together, I love what you said of maybe just go ask, start asking questions. Yeah. But, but go speak right away. Mm-hmm. Like, don't Step wait. out. Yeah. yeah. Um, is there one more? I think one of the things that's really true about hearing from the voice of God and about our walk with the Lord is that we're stewards of what the Lord has entrusted to us. And so in the parable of the talents in Matthew 25, um, there's a landowner, he goes away and he entrusts each of these managers with different amounts of money or different talents, right? And so um, to one, he gives a lot, and to another, he gives a little less, and to another, he gives less. But, but regardless, when he comes back, each of those stewards has been entrusted with something, and it was their responsibility to figure out how to use it. And to the two that invested it and did something with it, he says, um, well done, good and faithful servant. You have been faithful over a little. I will set you over much. Enter into the joy of your master. But to the one who was afraid that he didn't know what to do with it and goes and buries it in the ground because he just didn't know the right thing to do, he says, depart from me, you wicked servant. But so all I'm saying is that um, we should do the first one and not the second one. (laughs) You know, like we should just, in our stewarding of his voice, like walk in a little fear of God and also in some freedom. Because guys, look, like he is not an evil taskmaster. He is so kind. And if we are willing to step out and to take a risk for him, like he's not going to leave you hanging. He's not going to leave you hanging. He actually so delights in revealing himself to people that he will take your mess of what it was and like work with it. He's so faithful because he loves that person. And when you hear something for that person, I mean, I'm, I'm guessing because I know you and we know each other, like you're hearing the heart of God and the love of God and the, and the like wisdom of God for that person. And, and you don't, it's like you're not angry wanting to fix them. Like, I mean, if you are, then that's not probably him. So you should probably like hold back, like wait for a while until you feel God's heart for them. Um, but <laughs> sometimes I do that, especially with my wonderful family, you know, like there are times where I'm like, I kind of know some wisdom for you, but it's not right for me to share it right now. It's not coming from Jesus right now. Those, those are important moments too. I mean, that is important. Um, <laughs> but we're stewards of it. And so God says, look, but <laughs> just take what you've been given and walk faithfully and fearlessly. We as believers should be the most fearless people on the face of the earth. Because in Isaiah 41, um, da, 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 sorry, um, Isaiah 40, verse one, I don't know. Y'all have too many pages. There it is, see, thanks. Um, so do not fear, for I am with you. Do not be dismayed, for I am your God. Like, you don't have to be afraid. You're stepping out in faith. You're saying something that's like, I don't know, but he's with you. He's with you. I will strengthen you and I will help you and I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. Y'all, he is so faithful. Um, We have this story, we talk a lot about, I think I usually hear a lot of insecurities about like, um, do I know, like, do I marry this person? Do I not marry this person? Do I take this job? Do I not take this job? Do we move to this city? Do we not move to that city, right? Lots of, of like, what do I do with my life? And, um, and here's, here's what I believe with all of my heart. I believe that God is a really good father and he is capable of communicating with you. Yeah. 
So like if your kid is running out in the street and they're about to get hit by a car, you're going to raise your voice. You're going to run toward them. You're going to wave your hands. Like it's going to get rowdy because you're like, you need to hear me. And God is capable of doing that sort of thing. And so if he's not doing that, if we're seeking him, we're submitted to him, we're spending time with him, like we're not being just, you know, apathetic and indifferent. But if we're seeking him, you are not going to miss his voice. You are not going to miss his voice. You can sit with him in silence and you can enjoy that, but you are not going to miss his voice because he is a good enough daddy to change his tone and to get in your way, right? With my kids are like sobbing and they're flooded with emotion. I'm a good enough mom to get down on their level, to touch them, to hug them. Not always. Sometimes I'm just triggered, but um, <laughs> like, I don't want to say to looking at me being like, whatever, mom, let's be honest. Um, so to get down on their level, to look them eye to eye, to speak quietly to them so that they have to stop crying to hear my voice, right? Like we know how to get our kids' attention and God knows how to get yours. So this is a fun story that Justin and I have. Um, We went to Texas A&M. We met the first day of our sophomore year in college. I picked him up on the side of the road. He was a stranger and I picked him up and I thought he was cute. Um, but it wasn't like, like that. But um, anyway, so, um, <laughs> so like a week later, we were prayerfully selected to be partners leading this Bible study together for freshmen at Texas A&M. We had applied for it this semester before. And so we were appointed as partners together and you were not allowed to date your partner, um, which I think initially both of us were kind of disappointed in the realization that we were partners um, because we kind of liked each other a little bit. A little bit. And um, so during that year, we really fell in love with one another, but we were very good kids and we did not talk about it. So we were very, we like followed the rule, right? But the Bible study had been officially over for like four days, maybe five. And, um, and things were getting like complicated uh, internally, especially for me. He was less complicated, um, but... So we had gotten together this one evening, several days after our commitment and as Bible study leaders had ended to pray for um, something. And so we were sitting together on the floor of this chapel praying um, and, and the Holy Spirit is telling him, you need to tell her how you feel. And he's like, nope. <laughs> like, I, that's not in the plan because she's not gonna date me and I'm gonna ruin everything. We have this amazing friendship, like... Like, I I will figure out another way than telling her. And so um, he's wrestling with the Holy Spirit in this way. And our friend, um, who had actually been in our Bible study that year, walks in the back door of the chapel and says, Justin, come with me. And he's like, bro, we're praying. Like, disrespect. And he was like, come with me now. So her friend uh, walks him out the back door of the chapel. He stops at the... um, water fountain, takes his shirt off, gets his shirt wet in the water fountain, takes Justin out back, washes his feet with his wet shirt and says, I was sitting in my room and I was studying for like my calc final or whatever it was. And the Holy Spirit told me to come find you and tell you that whatever the Holy Spirit is telling you to do right now, you have to obey him. (laughs) And Justin was like, oh snap. Okay, and then this is cheesy, but it's like actually true because the Lord does confirmation. So the guy puts on this t-shirt and walks off into the night and it's a black t-shirt and it has the words on the back, no fear. Do y'all remember those t-shirts from like 90s, early 2000s? All right, so his t-shirt is a no fear t-shirt as he walks off into the night and Justin was like, I guess I have to tell her. You know, like, so he came in and he told me he was in love with me, did a wonderful job. And I was like a deer in the headlights because I had gone to the chapel that night, not to pray with him, but to pray with the Lord and talk to him about the fact that like, I was obsessing over this. 
And I thought maybe I needed like some time to like hear from the Lord and submit to him before like, you know, Justin told me he was in love with me. And I was like, oh my gosh, this is happening right now. And, um, and then, and we're married and we have four kids and, um, it's great. But look, Justin was going to screw it up, right? He was going to screw it up. And so the Lord was like, I'm not going to let you screw it up. And he's trustworthy in that way. He's like a good enough dad. Amen. So we don't have to walk in fear and anxiety and be the least decisive people on the face of the earth. We can walk in confidence because the Lord has said, I am with you. And we can walk in confidence because he's given us something to steward and we can just steward it. Fearlessly. All right, I wanted to close. Um, I'm pretty much done talking about what I have to talk about, but I wanted to close by having a minute to share with one another just some testimonies of hearing from the Holy Spirit. And this can be times where he gave you a word for someone else. This is just to edify the body, right? Like it's so encouraging sometimes just to hear like, oh my gosh, like I have moments like that. And I'm always wondering if that's from the Holy Spirit because it's weird and it's uncomfortable and it's outside of my flesh and I don't know. And so it's so helpful and encouraging to hear from other people in the body of Christ. Like, hey, I had this experience and the Lord did this thing and it was so good because that in, it increases our faith. Faith is being certain of what we do not see. And so when we can share those experiences with one another, we become more certain of what we cannot see, right? So um, I I would ask just be sensitive to the Holy Spirit and what he's leading you to say. Um, Be brief in your story as much as possible because I know there'll be a lot of people that have stories to share. Um, And and yeah, let's just be encouraged to share. If the Lord puts something on your heart, share a story of just God's faithfulness or a time when you know that you know that he heard him and he worked through that. Um, It can be his direction or it can be like, you know what? I just... I was in a place of turmoil and the peace of God in this worship service changed everything for me because that's God, that's the Holy Spirit speaking to and communicating to us. So, all right. So part B to my wings uh, illustration that I didn't share (laughs) earlier was I actually had a sin of omission this morning. Mm -hmm. So when when we went into, when Adam said, uh, I want to do a minute of, or whatever, let's be quiet. I actually had a word that I was supposed to. I had a word and I didn't do it. And then I wanted to interrupt Adam, but I thought, no, I can't do that. That would be rude. Um, So I guess what I want to say is, man, if your palms are sweating and your heart is beating and... You're just like, yeah, but we don't. So here's the, the, the like the different feathers thing. It was like, mm-hmm. oh, yeah, but we don't, we don't do that here. Yeah. yeah. Right? Okay. That style of Holy Spirit kind of thing, we don't do. Hmm. So I was like, oh, but wait, maybe, maybe I'll freak too many people out. And, and so uh, I guess I, did, uh, I said what I need to say. If, you, if you've got something, you know. Respond to the Holy Spirit, R- regardless. This is a safe place. I don't yes. know why I was such a weenie. I just, I just. <laughs> Has anyone else ever done that before? Yeah. Ever? Anyone? I just, yeah, as, as an edification for you, like this is, it's a thing. And, and we struggle with it in our flesh. And the kindness of God is that when he convicts us of something, it's so that he can draw us nearer, 
not so that he could disqualify us, but so that he could say, all right, his conviction is a conviction that says, I spoke to you and you knew it. I spoke to you and you knew it. And that's the joy in hearing his voice because he speaks to us and we know it and we come to know him more. He, he invites us in. His conviction invites us in. It doesn't disqualify us. Okay, so um, I don't, I'm 23. I'm going through a pretty lengthy, horrible divorce. And um, I have struggled really hard with, um, and I have a baby, what that looks like as far as um, custody and co-parenting and if that will ever even be a thing between the two of us. Um, and so I'm laying in bed one night, it's probably like two in the morning and I couldn't sleep cause I was just stressing and I opened TikTok and <laughs> this is so my generational thing. And, um, <laughs> And the first TikTok, it says, when you're scrolling through TikTok, when you're scrolling through TikTok, when you should be reading your Bible. And I said, oh, that's really funny. And um, so I do. I open, so I open my Bible, and the first thing, I just randomly open it, and it says, um, be still and know that I am God. Mm. And so I took a moment to be still and listen and hear him and um, sat in prayer for a very long time and cried for a very long time. And the next day, I get a message from my ex-husband um, about how he wants to sign over his rights and um, he knows that he's not going to be a good dad and that's just not the place for him and um, to open up the opportunity for my son to one day have an amazing father to come in and take that place and um, and so I think that that night was really like eye-opening and um, that's what I mean when I say that like God speaks to me we're, we're goofy we're funny with each other he's like haha <laughs> you know I you thought you were just gonna scroll here yeah <laughs> I got it and um and so yeah that was it I was pretty it. great it was pretty I awesome love it. <laughs> Um, back here, sorry. It, this isn't meant to be a method or anything like that. This is just you asked the question of the time that you heard the Holy Spirit speak. Mm -hmm. There was a person, a very wise person who spoke into my life and said, Daniel, you're way too much in your head. Mm -hmm. You got to get out of your head. Mm -hmm. And so he taught me something to do, and I've been doing it for several years now. Mm -hmm. um, and it's very simple. He just said, first thing in the morning before you do anything, before you go make your coffee, before you do anything, get up sit down, read the word for a little bit, and then open up, um, in my case, you'll see me with my computer all the time, mm -hmm. open up a, a note page and just write down whatever you hear me speaking. Mm, You're so not good. allowed to self-censor in any way, shape, or form to mm. look at that and say, God wouldn't say that. Mm. You're not allowed to do that. Just get it out on paper. Mm -hmm. And um, especially early on when I was doing this, I had people that I would put this in front of, trusted people that were discipling me. And I'd put those out there and say, man, this is what I heard. Does this sound like God? Because I was shocked with yeah. what I was hearing. What I expected to hear was all kinds of condemnation. You're mm -hmm. doing this wrong. You're doing this wrong. You're doing this wrong. And instead, what I heard, what, the language was, son, I love you. Mm -hmm. I'm proud of you. Continue to come to me. Continue to seek my face. This mm -hmm. is where you find your strength and your joy and your peace. Amen. I've been doing that for several years, and I've got... So many of those documents stored in my computer. I mean, that's precious. It's life mm -hmm. to me. Everything comes out of that place. Amen. I love it. One of, um, we'll, we'll take more. One of the things that I, I didn't say is that one of the primary ways that the Holy Spirit speaks to us, if you're insecure in your ability to hear from the Holy Spirit, start with the word. Um, this word was never meant to be read like a scientific lab report that didn't work for the Pharisees and it won't work for you. Um, it was meant to be read as communication from God to us with the help of the Holy Spirit. And so when you sit down to open this word, 
like invite him to be a part of it. Like consciously, verbally, Holy Spirit, I want you to speak to me while I'm reading. And then when, you know, read the verse, read the passage and then get there and be like, God, what do you want me to know about Jesus? Holy Spirit, what do you want me to know about Jesus in this passage? What do you want me to know about the heart of the Father? This doesn't make sense to me, God, but this is a part of you that you've communicated. So why? Like ask the Holy Spirit those questions and sit with them. And pause with them because the Holy Spirit wants to speak to you through his word and he's trustworthy to do it. And it's one of the ways that we can rest and like, I know that what you've spoken to me through your word is, is well-founded. And we can certainly go to other people, which is so wise, and be like, does this sound right? Because it's not what I thought God was. But I think maybe it is what God is, Right. Someone there. Hi. Hey, everybody. My name is John. Um, so 2020 was, <clears throat> 2020 was a big year for me um, when I really encountered uh, the Holy Spirit. I grew up Catholic, and it was all very much like a, a Pharisee's way of, of doing, doing Jesus. And um, it was a really difficult time. I, I quit my job and started up a, a company, and I had a lot of a lot of money in back pay. I was working for a contractor, mm-hmm. and um, the contractor ended up getting sick mm. with COVID. And I mean, it was uh, there was so much built up that like I didn't even have money for for rent that month. Mm-hmm. And I sat with I sat with the Holy Spirit, and I just was pondering like, what do you want me to do here? And I was instructed to go and work for the contractor, mm-hmm. and like I you know I really needed the money to pay rent. And after uh, a week and a half, um, contract recovered, mm-hmm. went back, and he was fine. And, um, and then I heard, don't ask him for money. Mm-hmm. And I had no money. I had no money to pay rent. And um, I actually ended up getting a surprise, like, $20,000 payment that I never expected. Snap. Yeah. Uh, it was huge. It was huge. <laughs> yeah. So it's amazing. It's whenever he calls like you to do something where it's like it does not make sense. Like he says his thoughts are higher than you know Amen. our thoughts. You know, mm-hmm. his ways are higher than our ways. And there's been so many times or several times where I've walked out in obedience and I'm like, I do not know why I'm doing this. And the blessings in that are mm-hmm. again greater than greater Amen. than anything you could expect. Yes. Yes. So about three years ago. Our neighbor girl who had gone away to college contacted me, and um, we sat down on the couch um, with her and a friend, and just were talking through some life things that were happening, and this other friend needed a place to stay, and so I just felt the Holy Spirit say, yeah, open your doors, let her stay with you, Um, and over the course of the years, she has come back to our house over different breaks. Um, She just graduated college. She's sitting with us this morning. And this is just a living testimony of just a moment where the Lord was like, yeah, open your doors. And I just thought it was going to be like a one-time thing. Mm -hmm. And it's turned out to be a beautiful friendship. Ashley's been a wonderful example to our kiddos. And it's just been so life-giving for for both of us. And we could have never known. And it was just so Mm -hmm. cool how, I mean, I'm not usually into inviting strangers into my home. (laughs) But um, like, what is Josh going to say about that? I know. <laughs> He's going to be good. <laughs> but um, yeah, the Lord just gave me peace and just knew that, I just knew that it was 
the right thing to do. And yeah. he just, I mean, more than I could have ever even expected or anticipated, just been this beautiful story. So. <laughs> um, offer the flip side of that. When I first met Josh and Laura, it was the first time I had heard God speak to me in a very long time. I went through a very rough time in my teenage years. It was my first year of college. It was during COVID. I was isolated, lonely, mm -hmm. and I hadn't heard the voice of God in a long time. Mm -hmm. And meeting them was the first time I felt it very strongly. I heard it very strongly. Mm -hmm. These are people you want to have in your life. These are good people. These are people who will teach you and guide you. And mm -hmm. I told them I would not have graduated if not for them. They have done mm -hmm. so much for me. And I have learned to listen to God just through them, through knowing them. And they've taught me so much. So thank you. Beautiful. That is ambassadors of reconciliation. Go ahead, Edie. So when you said that, I thought of a story. But then, like, when people were speaking, the Lord gave me another story. So <laughs> that I was not wanting to share, but I'm going to share it anyways. Um, I went on a missions trip in June last year. And on the last day, we, like, got an opportunity to share our testimony with, like, the people I went on the missions trip with. And I went with, like, an organization. So there were so many people I just didn't know that we were with. And I was telling my testimony. And then the Lord, like, told me to share something that I was like, whoa, okay. And it was like, I always feel like I'm either too much for people or too little for people. And I can never just be the right amount for anybody, and after I finished, like, it was a very emotional time, but after I finished sharing my testimony, um, one of the translators pulled me aside with her husband, and she could, like, barely speak English, um, but her husband could speak it a little bit better, and she said, while I was giving my testimony, the Lord gave her a picture of him standing right next to me and looking at me and then turning to her and saying, she's perfect for me. And then he did that over and over. And so, like, I just think that was a confirmation that I didn't even know I needed because it was like, I shared that out of not knowing why I'm sharing this or why mm -hmm. I should because it's not something I think about, but it's like mm -hmm. something I feel on the inside. Mm -hmm. And so I just think, I don't know why I shared that, but the Lord told me to. I so. love it. I love it so much. Um, the Lord speaks so often through pictures. And if you're a student of scripture, then you know that this book is full of analogies and pictures and stories and dreams and visions and, and all of that. It's one of, I think, God's favorite ways to communicate with us because we're, because we get in our head about the words, Right? Like, but I so rarely doubt a picture that the Lord gives me. It's like the picture is a picture. I can, I can just take it for whatever reason, you know? Um, but the same thing is true of those, like follow that picture in your mind like this lady did and, and be faithful with what he entrusts to you. So there's a, a season that the Lord brought a prodigal son for Desiree and I to pour into, and we spent a lot of time with him. And there's one evening specifically, I remember Desiree, uh, stopped and was like, the Lord has five things for you. And he, she started listening, listening like things like a, a casserole or like velvet or so, some other things. And without Desiree even knowing, they were five senses, all, you know, sight, smell, you know, taste, touch, and, and all five. And all of a sudden, this guy fell to the ground and started worshiping. <laughs> wow. <laughs> 
great. Just the faithfulness to, yeah. And we had no idea. Um, but that was the moment that solidified that he was coming back to the Lord because mm. he had written down all his five favorite of each sense and Desiree hit everyone. Wow. Wow. Talk about a word that doesn't make sense to your mind. Like, just be faithful. Go ahead. Um, I'm Maddie. Uh, I felt like the Lord wanted me to share this story. This is probably like nine, ten years ago. But I spent a few months in South Africa. And we lived in the midst of like a very harsh community. Drugs. Um, kids drinking alcohol. Like, a lot of harsh things. And I remember there was this six-year-old little boy. His name was Aya. And he'd often come up to our house and play with the, the kids on the street. And he, I would just, God made me very watchful of him. Mm-hmm. And he would go to all the other little girls, hit them, throw rocks at them, shout at them. Just things that I was aware of, you know, clearly probably came from his earthly father. And we started learning about his family. And so I remember him coming to sit next to me. And I, I felt the Holy Spirit say, tell him who he really is. Well, we don't speak the same language. Hmm. Um, and they speak clicking language, Kosa. So you, that's what it sounds like. Everything they say is just clicking. So not only do we not speak the same language, but it's like a whole different thing. Experience of and language. I'm like, I literally can't <laughs> talk to you. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I felt the Lord say, tell him who he is. And so I just started talking to him. He's looking at me and I'm looking at him. And I'm like, you're a good kid. Like, you are not violent, you are kind, and just started speaking truth over him, and then he got up and ran away, and I was like, all right, and literally the next day, he came to our house, and I'm watching him, and he's stopping the other kids from throwing rocks at the girls, and he's defending them, and he's helping them, and he's playing with them, and literally the entire next three months that we were there, that's who he was, he was kind, Mm -hmm. And so it was really cool that the Holy Spirit also can completely transcend mm-hmm. language and barrier. Yeah, and, amen. Yeah. Amen. He does that. Okay, two more, and then we'll wrap up because I know we need to let the kids workers off, and we need to go. Let's hear these two. Yeah, I just wanted to give a quick encouragement. Um, when I was teaching kids' church, mm-hmm. and we all know that there's no junior Holy Spirit, and so yeah. we're encouraging the kids to hear from the Holy Spirit and to share And I just heard this amazing teaching at the time that I think is so fitting just for us to have language. And they said, it's totally appropriate when you're learning to hear the voice of the Holy Spirit, whether it's for yourself or for other people, say that you're in a mall and you, what you were saying earlier, you feel like you get a sense for someone and you just walk up to them and you say, I am practicing hearing the voice of God and hearing the Holy Spirit and non-believers and unbelievers alike understand what practice is. Yeah. They understand that it's a desire to grow and to improve. And so I watched these kids go into these situations and literally talk to businessmen Hmm. of, hi, I'm practicing to hear the voice of God and I'm hearing this. Does this connect with you? Does this resonate with where you're at? And they so want to encourage that Mm -hmm. act of practice. And I think for us as a body to feel safe, Um, So even if it is like what Mark was saying, and in the middle of a service, you have a strong sense or you feel like you have a word, 
to get up and to say, you know what, I'm practicing hearing the voice of God right yeah. now, yeah. and I feel this in the room. Does this connect with anybody? Yeah. And to have the freedom to step out and to know that we can break the power of perfection and performance, Amen. Amen. and we can trust the Lord to sustain Amen. us. Yes. And then even going back to what Desiree was saying, to, to go to a friend and say, I'm practicing hearing the voice of God. Does this align with what you know of God's character? Does this mm -hmm. align with scripture and really bringing ourselves into that place of safety yeah. and not feeling yeah. fear or shame because Amen. we won't get it right, but knowing it's okay to practice and to step out in that. Amen. That's good. Um, I just want to add to the top of that. This is a safe place. Amen. This is a safe place and we are wanting you to practice. Mm-hmm. So if God ever gives you a word, I, it's the enemy that would tell Mark that mm -hmm. he, this isn't a place that does that. Mm -hmm. um, and so I just want to encourage everybody, we want this to be a safe place where you can actually practice that. So Amen. please, Amen. let's do that. Amen. Let's do that. Amen. All right, Melanie, would you do some? Oh, I thought you had this. Oh, sorry. I'll try to be really fast here. Um, <laughs> but I just... I kept feeling like God's like, yeah, go ahead, tell that, tell that. And I'm like, yeah, but look at all the people. Um, it was no later than 2011. It was either 2010 or 2011 um, that I went to one of the, you know, at Jubilee um, when they were doing prophetic prayer and that. So um, I was having a really difficult time in my life, in my marriage, and just different things going on at that time. And um, so these three women didn't know one of them, not one, um, but I was assigned to them, and so they start praying for me. Well, I will say there were some wow moments there, you know, just some people speaking over me and um, telling me some things, you know, like, oh, you know, get ready, you're about to get on this train, and it's going to be a heck of a ride and all this, you know, and I'm like, okay. Um, but there were a lot of things resonating with me and shame on me. Don't judge anybody. Right. But one, one of the three that seemed to be a lot meeker, a lot more quiet and that she speaks up and she said, I, I feel the Lord is showing me this picture and these two little dogs. And I don't know why I'm supposed to be saying this today, but somebody's supposed to hear this. Um, she said, these two little dogs are just loving you. They're jumping on you, and you love them, and and this and that. You know, and she goes on about these two little dogs, and I'm going like, okay. I don't, uh, have, I don't have any dogs. Um, you know, I live in an apartment and <laughs> getting close to be separated from my husband and, you know, all kinds of stuff. And I'm just going like... Okay. And that was it. And I'm like, well, thank you. Okay. And so I go on, and this is, like I said, no later than 2011. Um, the two dogs that I have today, the first one was born in January of 2014. Okay. I got her in May um, of 2014, but she has been the little love of my life. Anybody mm -hmm. that knows me too well, you know, <laughs> you know, I, pictures and all. Mm -hmm. But, um, and then came along, you know, I'm like, oh yeah, you know, God, you said something about dogs back mm -hmm. when. 
And then fast forward a few more years, we got our little buddy. And oddly enough, they're both small dogs. They are little dogs, just like this lady, like, pegged it. Mm -hmm. And I was going okay, whatever, <laughs> weird, but, but, but I just, yet to come. yeah. <laughs> and I just want to encourage like anyone that feels like, you know, maybe you've said something over someone and you're like, I'm not seeing it or they're not feeling it. Mm-hmm. God does. He does. He does. Sometimes it's a little, and weird, it might be different. out there, but yeah. at the same time, he still fulfills. And I can't tell you how many lessons God has brought me through those little guys, you know, faithfulness. Mm -hmm. We could get one, but anyway. um, And I love just the confirmation that like, I see you and I know your path and you don't see it yet, but I just want you to know I'm going to bring joy. Right. And then when he brings joy, you're like, oh my gosh, he brought that joy. That was him. Um, So guys, we want to wrap up, but, um, and we'll pray. I wanted to say to you that if you're sitting here today and you are thinking like, I get none of this. It is all Greek to me. And like, oh no. Um, If you want prayer to receive the Holy Spirit, um, you know, or salvation or whatever that looks like, there's several times in scripture actually where people were baptized in the name of Jesus but haven't received the Holy Spirit. It doesn't really fit in my theological box, but I submit to it because it's the word of God. So um, I just want to say to you, if you want prayer to receive the Holy Spirit, then you can come and ask for that from one of our pastors, from me. We would love to pray with you for that because the Holy Spirit comes on us in scripture through the laying on of hands and and the prayers of people who have received him. So I don't know if that's you, come talk to us because he wants to indwell you. Um, Father God, we thank you so much that you are a God who loves communicating with us and revealing yourself to us. Um, we thank you just for the patience to, um, to commune with each other and to receive from you. You are so good and you are delightful and it is fun to, to get to know you, God. Um, we thank you for that joy today. Lord, I ask that we would leave today so encouraged that we belong to you and you know us and you speak to us and encourage to step out in faith, fearlessly stewarding what you give us, whether that's your voice or your talents or our time. God, that you, we would just be a people who says, man, I don't have to be afraid that I'm missing it. My God is good and faithful to me. And Lord, I just ask that your spirit would go with us as we go, that we would walk in more and more intimacy with you and more and more communion with you, Father, in Jesus' name, amen.